0: I'm Matt Bronger. This might help. I am not a doctor. This might help. I'm not a professional. Let's have fun. This honestly is a good time. Let's see. I got no idea what I'm doing. What's going on? Don't worry. I'm Matt Bronger. This might help the podcast. Hey, mighties. Welcome back to This Might Help with Matt Bronger. I don't know what number this is, uh, but one thing I do know is that this podcast is meant for fun. If you actually need clinical help, I ain't the guy. And neither of my guests, probably, they're too fun for that. But uh, there's no shame in getting help, but like the title of the show says, this might help. So we'll see. Let's have fun while we do it. I have uh, um, one of my favorite comics on, and a good guy uh, uh, has, a, I, I think, 78 podcasts now, uh, I think. No, <laughs> a couple, <laughs> but they're all good. He stays busy. He's a, he's a great, uh, uh, I said, comedian but also also um family man and husband which is cool and also one thing this guy and I have in common is that we look totally different with or without beards Dan Cummings
1: <laughs> ah, yes no? Matt that's uh, oh my god the I have to comment on the with or without beards things I yeah. had a mustache for like six months last year and my uh-huh. kids my kids thought it'd be funny well i think my son thought it'd be funny my 15 year old son kyler 13 year old daughter monroe and then (laughs) when i went home and showed my daughter she made so much fun of me and she was just like she she didn't know how to react like if she should laugh or cry and just like like kind of like anger and then my wife cry laughed um i was shocked how different i looked i thought i had way more chin under here i pictured this very manly George Clooney, like my mind rebuilt my chin. I'm like, oh yeah, it's yeah. super wide and <laughs> masculine. And I'm like, no, no, I have my mom's chin. I have the chin of a 65 year old woman hiding <laughs> under this beard. I'm just like, no! <laughs> I feel like I remember you having a pretty
0: strong jaw because I, I do not. I no? Uh,
1: I think we we have similar a, a similar facial shape, I think. We no, do. No, I don't think I I, I well, I must not have. I, I thought I had a a stronger job, but no, uh, the the mirror would say absolutely not. <laughs> um, <laughs> and it, I'm so glad we get to uh, get to hang because I've been a fan of yours from afar. We've met in passing, uh, mm-hmm. passing a few times, but never really got to to chat. I feel bad when I was when I was in LA. You talked about family yeah um la was good for me but i did not i was not hanging out like almost at all i was either on the road right or when i was home i had you know like i had just been divorced and then but my ex and i very amicable as far as the kids i'm remarried now awesome stepmom my wife Lindsay. but uh the kids were down at least a week a month and so i just i was either on the road or when i was in la i was just home with my kids and i felt like the uh just this terrible uh comic where I, would, I sometimes i would get invited for shows early on and i felt like people thought i was being a, a dick or something when i would pass but i just had this family stuff i don't know it, it was a tricky balance for me it was poor timing for, me, That's for me to be there
0: it's tough because i feel like people would understand much more now whereas there was a time you know mm. like, I, I the stereotype right. i'm trying to stay away from is like the, the some a lot of the comedians who were older than us were kind yeah. of. Sh- bags and didn't take care of their families and like you know like but it is well I mean, there's a reason there's a lot of that we felt that way those guys you meet on the road that'd be like yeah i got kids uh, whatever you want another the shot yeah like whoa hey man are you you know like we were met we opened for those guys and like yes um, and, it, and it was it was it, that was that was a thing so it's like i think if those guys had a show in la and they, they'd be like Dan right. thinks he's too good for us but it's like no, he's just trying to raise a, a, a good, uh, hardworking, uh, loving human being. <laughs> I don't know. You know? Right, right. Uh, so, <laughs> but. Yeah. And but having I, a family. I, I think, you know, in, in that case, I would say, like, it, it, I would lean on, you know, the old uh, uh, saying of, like, you know, no one was saying that. People basically only think about themselves. So when that person. Right, when you couldn't exactly, come to the yeah. show and you were just like, You're right. well, cool,
1: man. All right. Well, you know,
0: yep. I'm going to go try to. Fuck this chick or whatever, you know. (laughs) No,
1: you're right. My wife, my wife uh, gets on me about that all the time. Where it's like I am, uh, I'm an overly apologetic person. I don't even just something in my family. I don't know if it's like a family. And it's I'm annoyed by. Okay, same. Yeah, I'm annoyed by myself. Like I hear myself doing it, (laughs) and then and then sickly, my instinct is to apologize for being overly apologetic. I'm just like stop. Sure. But I but I would uh, build these scenes up in my head where. I've uh, said no to somebody. And then they go talk to five other people. And they're like, what a piece of shit. Yeah. He thinks he's too good. And then I'm like, no guys, I, I do want to. And they're like, no, fuck you. Now you're and dead to us. The yeah. person who
0: really is getting that felt about them never worries about that shit. And uh, they have no idea, in my experience, that people are like, dude's yeah. the fucking worst.
1: You know, it's- Wouldn't it's it be a, nice to be that oblivious? I mean, just (laughs) if you could could just dial empathy and concern like dial them back a little bit like the true sociopath not like the cartoonish like christian bale american psycho but just like the corporate climber who is able to step on as many people as they need to because they they, they're not even really aware they're stepping on people right they don't they just don't think about anybody but me i'm doing great me me me.
0: yeah i i I had an agent once who was notoriously terrible that way (laughs) and uh I'm not even gonna say what their sex was so people don't narrow this down sure, or anything. Sure, sure. But, but, but I remember, um, you know, my wife works on the other side of the business. She used to be my manager. Yeah, and, and yeah. So so uh, uh, that person came up in conversation and um, my, my wife mentioned about like, just talking about where different people go, their kids go to daycare or something like that. And she mentioned, oh, that person and this person, and this person, their kids. And the, the executive they were talking to where they were like, that person has children. Are you what? <laughs> like they were they, they, they're like, this person is such a fucking like awful person that wow. that, that this this person went. Wait, like Whoa. you couldn't. It, it'd be like it'd be like um, if you found out that someone who uh, Jesus what would be a, t- a terrible thing, but not like a mass shooter, but like something you could like. I'm trying to think of something. Someone. that... Someone goes out and he, he's like a professional poisoner, but like just really take <laughs> right? Of it. Like something you're just like, wait, how can you? No, sure. but you don't. Can you not reconcile that what think- you're what you're oh. doing to the world by treating yeah. people like garbage is making it a bad world for
1: your kids eventually. Can't can't you see that? <laughs> right. Your selfishness that yeah, I'm amazed. I mean, I think like sociopaths, and there's no like stats on this that I'm aware of, but I bet they have kids as much as anybody else. But sure. their motivation and the way they see them, it's like these aren't these other entities I care about in and of like right. I, I don't care for their what they want. They're an extension of me. Yes, they are. You know, it's like having a cool car. That's a good one. I got this cool car, and I got these cool kids that are gonna shut the fuck up. You know, like just (laughs) they have to act a certain way. And yeah, yeah. This
0: this good point. This person is not adopting foster kids. (laughs) No, you know, at-risk youth. They're not doing anything like that. That's like, wow, that's true parenting. That's really incredible. Because yeah. you look at this kid and you don't see any of yourself. You don't have that chemical bond that we yeah. all have with our kids, you know, or like, ah, uh, right. I, I have this bond. Like, I I didn't realize that supposedly the first kid, uh, and this didn't yeah. happen for mine, but comes out looking
1: like the father. So- Oh, is father, that a thing? Like they, they tend to look like the dad? Oh, because- The father the, is, is stick it, is it around. Like, yeah. Got it, yeah. Mm-hmm. Back mm-hmm. to our monkey days. Mm-hmm. Monkey days. Yeah, the father. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That makes, that that makes, that makes sense. Uh, and you, nah. and you have, uh, yeah. do you have a daughter? Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One daughter. That's right. Yeah. I know you have one kid. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I just have the, have the two and they are, I, I'm amazed Like the longer I've had kids, it is so sad when, you know, to go back to what we were just talking about, when you get those people that don't really see their kids uh, as, as their own independent entities, who will probably outlive them, and you know, need to have their have their own wants and desires and all that, they just yeah. see them as like a, something to live vicariously through, or this right. uh, extension of their status or whatever. Sure. Just such a crazy thing. Like, um, I see that. Like, I remember when I, it's pretty common on some level. When my son was into soccer, we would go to these little soccer practices, which I thought was weird just to be going to practice anyway. It's like a thing where you watch sure. their practice now, and yeah. but so many of the other parents. It's like, I kept thinking, I'm like, the kids, does that kid even want to play soccer? You clearly want to play soccer. Like you clearly, this is your life and you live sure. for, for going to these moments where I've never had that with my kids. I'm like, and I tell my kids all the time. I'm like, not in a mean way, but I don't actually give a shit what you do. Like yeah. I, I want you do what you do, whatever you're going to find that is for yourself. Don't do it for me. Don't do it for mm-hmm. your mom. Don't do yes. it for anybody. Ugh, it's such a Why weird thing. I want- see my my family.
0: Oh, did you, did, now, did you, uh, were your parents being like, you know, you have to be
1: this to you or? You know, my mom actually is super weird that way. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> I, I love my mom, but my mom is just kind of a weird person. But like, <laughs> she uh, had a very fixed vision for my future. Okay. And it was uh, lawyer or doctor, because we we and we grew up in this tiny little town in Idaho where no one did those things. No one in my family had done, had uh-huh. done those things. Clearly at some point she became like fixated on like, those are the two most uh, respectable things you can do. And, uh, and she, I did well in school or whatever. And so she started to project early on, I was going to do one of these two things. She didn't let go of that until I was probably not joking. 35 years old. Wow. Like she would check in. I'm, I'm more than 10 years into comedy. And she's like, well, you know, I mean, you can always go back to law school. You can do (laughs) mom. I, I never wanted to go to law school. Yeah. And she's know. like, well, you used to want to be a lawyer. What, when I was eight? And I and I picked 15 different things in one year. And that was one of the things I said. And
0: yeah. I certainly said that to make you love me. You know what I mean? Like, is it, you do things when you're a kid like that. Yeah. Like, oh, well,
1: am I good? Do you like me? I hope you won't yeah. check me out. You know. Right. It's instinctual. You know, it's like it's like a, how dogs are like emotionally intelligent. And they're like, they want to do what you want to do. You know, to oh, be part totally. of the pack. You're, like, you're, kids are you're, like that
0: if your dad has nothing on but Green Bay Packers shit, you're not gonna come around with a bear's jacket. You know what
1: though? I like, like, fuck what you like. Like, you know, you're gonna- (laughs) Yeah, not until you're a teenager and then you just fucking hate everything they do. But yeah, Yeah. absolutely. When you're growing up, you just like, what? I I can sense that mom wants this? Yeah, and then then I've seen that on the, uh, with some family members with my own kids. And and I'm very uh, transparent with the kids and very, sometimes, I don't wanna say brutally honest, but very honest. And I just don't want them. Yeah, and I think it is good for them to to hear honesty. And I'll just be like, "Hey, you're you know, grandma over here, or whatever, or grandma like this is what they're trying to do, and this is why it's not the best." Yeah, uh, they mean they might not be aware of it. They love you, know that they love you, all that stuff. That. But you're actually not going to break their heart if you don't play piano. You're actually not mm-hmm. going to you know crush them if you don't want to do basketball. Like, yeah, that yeah. they shouldn't put that on you.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely if she's like, I just I don't like sports. I'm not gonna be like, well, let's at least do soccer because right, right. It's like we'll find some other way to be active. What do you do? You like hiking? Yeah. You know, it's we're gonna do something physical, some kind of physical activity. But it's it's if you don't, I, she does not have that dad that's like a sports nut, and I'm also not gonna be like, ooh, we gotta watch this piece of performance art, right? You know, like. The exact opposite of sports or whatever. I'm not going to do that either. It's kind of yeah. Like Will Will Smith was it? There's this. There's this documentary. Uh, it's I think it's on the Apple uh, Plus or whatever, and it's just sure. called um uh, uh it's just called Dads and um oh that's cool. I didn't know about and that. They interview you know everybody from like Will Smith to Patton Oswalt uh, to um got it like the list goes you know all pr- pretty famous people but. Will Smith at the end nails it he's like he's because like, they say what is what like like what is a dad and they all have yeah. shit well uh a person who and then Will Smith at the end goes I think a dad is a gardener your job is just to garden as well as you can and water and feed and
2: uh, like for like that the
0: plant, but you don't know what you're getting you can't sit right. there and go no tomatoes you don't know you don't yeah. know. It's like, yeah, that's exact. I'm just excited to find out who this person is, you know?
1: Exactly. That's the way I look at it. It is so exciting. Just the mystery of it. And like, yeah, who are they? My, my wife and I, Lindsay and I talk about that with the kids. Like it's so exciting to see who they're becoming like right now at yeah. their ages, they're becoming more of their own identities. And it's, it is so cool. Like, like uh, my son could not be more different than me in so many ways. And I love it. Yeah. Uh, Like, it's funny. It's like, when I was his age, I was very like angry youth, you know, juvenile wow. delinquents. And and like, and even now it's like, uh, you know, I got like the tattoos, I like metal, uh, these different uh, things. Sure, my sure. son, my son, my son, Kyler, uh, it's Irish folk music and Norwegian romantic classical music. Uh, you know, I liked, I liked sports a little bit growing up. He is a uh, classical piano. He doesn't care about modern music. Um wow. I had no interest in politics. He wants to be a politician. That's all he talks about is politics. Wow. And it just, I'm just like, but I and I love it. I'm like, where the hell did you come from? And that's and cool. this is and this is great. Yeah, this is fun. Really awesome.
0: That's awesome. And I feel like that's the cool thing about this modern era. We talk about how the darkness of the internet so much, but it's like you can really yeah. find the stuff you like. And I'm not talking about what you're into in terms of porn. I mean, you can find things that are right. you know, musical avenues and artistic avenues and political avenues you know that's and that's i I think it it does take a kind of probably strong hand i'd imagine as a parent but at the same time you kind of trust your kid
1: yeah and i think it goes back to transparency too you know it's like we've taught we're pretty open with the kids about sex and porn and all that stuff too yeah i mean i I, (laughs) Uh, I think part of it is they maybe natural kind of pushing away from their parents. It's like I've done so many so many filthy bits over the years that I've taken the coolness out of it. They're just like, yeah, yeah, oh, porn. Yeah, my dad's talked about that. Boring, you know. Hopefully, there's 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 some of that. But but we we just talk about it like not in preachy moralist ways, which I don't think ever do anybody any good. No, it's a very practical thing. Of yeah, like here's what porn is. Here's here's the behind the scenes. here's how it can be okay here's how it can be very damaging all this all the stuff
0: the preaching moralist thing it's just like boy way to make your kid excited about it you know it's like oh that's something i don't get to have i want it right
1: now you know it's amazing how many people miss that i i -hmm. I live next to the quintessential uh you know pastor's kids growing up for a while uh, you know in idaho And it was textbook, it was like the stereotypical, uh, very like fire and brimstone childhood and very like, you don't get to do anything and everything is sinful, everything is terrible. Uh, You know, homeschooled most of the time because so many sinful kids around, blah, blah, blah. And when those kids got out of school, almost all of them went batshit crazy and like hard on drugs and everything. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like drug addict, pregnant. Yep, oh yeah.
2: Mm -hmm. Truly, yeah, because it is. uh, Yeah, that's a story that just keeps repeating.
0: When, when you know, I, 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 I really get a kick out of it when I find there's a there's a kid. Well, he's not a kid now. He's maybe he's almost twenty now, but lives next door. He's the most polite teenager I've ever met in my life. And I joke with him. Like I, uh, I love looking at like the neighborhood kids with, and only my wife can hear me. And be like, there's this kid across the street who's a teenager. And I'll be like, wonder if you should I go talk to him about girls. I should go talk to him. Like, And, he's <laughs> and it's just, I only say that because it's like, you know that's the last thing this kid wants. What's up,
1: bros? Yeah, yeah. You know? And,
0: <laughs> but like, this kid next door to me, I'll, I'll joke to his face and be like, uh, I was like, so what, what are you going to go get drunk in the park this weekend and stuff, you know, party? And he's like, Shh, no, that's my friends. You know? <laughs> it's like, he's that's, laughing. That's awesome. He knows it's stupid yeah. already. He knows it's dumb. <sighs> he's like this isn't even that right. fun man you know it's so funny i just get such a kick out of it because like when i was in high school i was like oh hell yeah oh how many yeah. 40s yeah. do we get for three guys oh yeah nine you know like just what are you doing <laughs> Stop.
1: And, and i think sometimes parents will try to like hide that stuff from yeah. their kids like those stories because they don't want their kids to emulate them it's like yeah but you're also missing this chance to teach them valuable lessons yeah where you know like i've shared because i was a maniac for a couple years when I was younger. And I uh-huh. love my kids' reactions to it because we've taught them to, I think, and some of it's them too, but taught them to be pretty logical. Yeah. And they're just, they're, they're not impressed. And I love that they're not impressed. They're just okay. like, why would you do that? And I'm like, because I was a fucking idiot. And they're like, wow. yeah. <laughs> but let, yeah. let them learn from your mistakes. You know, exactly. And, people, like, and you can,
0: you can, yeah. you can jump, you can evil can evil right over that shit, kids. Like you you can learn from yep. me and just not do it. Just not do it right and you know do it at an age where you're supposed to you know and and do it in moderate exactly treatment. and it's yep. it's more fun that way anyway you know like yeah. oh
1: yeah yeah absolutely that's, that's what i tell fun. them too it's like but if you're yeah and we are open that way we're like if you're gonna do it talk to me because yeah. i can give you you know pointers to help keep you alive please let me at <laughs> least help keep you alive you yeah. Know?
0: <laughs> like, yeah yeah oh man that's good those are those, those are gonna be crazy days i do i like, the thing I was just, before we get to calls, the thing I wanted to uh, mention that was funny to be like, hey, your mother really wanted you to be a lawyer. And my parents are teachers. Yeah. And they okay. were always like, oh, you know, oh, you should, you know, like, you'd be great and stuff. And it's like, yeah, but I know how hard you work and how, how little uh, people help you. So, you know, like, <laughs> like, so I, I was always into the arts and like acting and, and stuff. And I got into stand-up. And, yeah. But now it's funny because now there are people who, and this is going to sound super fucked up and dark, but the people that are, that, that, and you probably get this, see us and go, wow, you can make a living at it like a lawyer or a doctor. And you're kind of like, no, no, not really. You know, it's, it's <laughs> I mean, you can, but if yeah. you, I, I will say this, if you go to law school or medical school and you have an aptitude for it and you just put in the time, you're going to be a lawyer or a doctor, right. say, that you'll make a living as a stand-up eventually ever. I really can't. But yeah. there's a good yeah. chance you've got this aptitude, but it, you know you know how it is when you're first starting out, there are those people that like, God damn, this is the nicest person, but you want to pull them aside and go, has anyone ever said to you, wow, you're funny. Like ever, has right. anyone ever said that to you? Or is this just right. something you, want, right. you know, I know, I know. I, and I'm not an I arbiter. I, I'm, I'm sure there are people right. like that who still got there and they still, you know, I don't know. I don't know.
1: But it's just no, I'm, I'm not the kind of person that's like, oh, yeah, man, just fucking go for it. and It's going to work out like like some weird, oh. like, you know, vapid motivational speaker where it's like, no, you just got to just got to follow your dreams. And if you follow them hard enough and you read the secret enough times, it'll all just happen. It's like, <laughs> no, I know a lot of really funny people who started doing it around the same time that I started doing it. And it never worked out. You know, it's like it's a fucking brutal business. It's brutal. <laughs> you know? It's like, yeah. yeah. And like, just why not just do something else, but be funny
0: and make people happy. Like,
1: right. I, mm-hmm. I maintain
0: the funniest people are not comedians. I mean, I, I like, like a lot of the times I, one of the most entertaining things I ever saw was I was in, uh, uh, New Orleans, um, with yeah. friends at a piano bar and the piano player was, uh, gay and very drunk and someone put yeah. in a request for Piano Man by Billy Joel uh-huh. and he shredded the song like he sang it but he changed <laughs> yeah. all the lyrics and yeah. it was just the meanest bastard and i was crying loud. it was like i i couldn't get, yeah. i could i was like i was like if i get off my chair right now i'll fall down because this is the funniest <laughs> thing i've ever seen cuz you're cuz you're watching a man snap and he's yes. like yes he's so Train he's record. so done he's got that song requested <laughs> who knows how many times
1: Oh yeah. Uh, 10, 20, 30 times a night at least.
0: Yeah. He probably didn't think he was working. And I got a phone call and he was drinking with friends and he's already hammered. And he just like, right. And showed up and just saying, Oh, so like, really, I I like that, that, that we'll never get past that bar. You know, like I could destroy (laughs) and I'm still like, I'll never be as funny as that guy. (laughs) I
1: I, I remember thinking, yeah, my moment of that was, uh, it was a Letterman thing a long time ago, some interview with him and he was talking about, uh, how all the bits you know this team of writers they would had for all these years and you know he worked so hard to kind of perfect this monologue craft and blah 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 and the funniest thing that ever happened on the show was when somebody some animal trainer maybe jack hannah or somebody brought a monkey and the monkey escaped and just like the monkey went up on somebody's head and he's like like the crowd had never laughed harder than just seeing a monkey just do what a monkey does and just climb on someone and it's like yeah that's (laughs) it's yeah stand up is. For people who really understand, it's so humbling where it's like we could spend the rest of our lives just honing these fucking intricate stories that like weave into these themes and all dovetails into this big ending. And the fucking monkey, still funnier. Still going to get more laughs.
0: Uh, uh, America's Funniest Home Videos montage of people falling down carpeted stairs. Like you just cannot, (laughs) you can't top it. Their carpet yeah. is there. The, the people are not getting horribly injured, but God, they right. look so funny. The look of abject terror on their faces. Yeah. They're old people, children, everyone in between falling
1: on those stairs. Yep. like a minute and a half long, and you all but yourself. So. yourself. It is, it is crazy how, like, we just can't get beyond that. Yeah, no, there's there some, uh, oh, it's like a, dang it, not roast beef, French French dip. There we go. French dip sandwich place here in Coeur d'Alene. And okay. that's like all they serve and they have some wow. TV on and I can't even remember what the channel is. It's I, I don't I don't watch a lot of TV, actually, but it's just all it is is fail clips. It's just never ending like <laughs> YouTube fails. And I was I just felt like an idiot. Like like I was laughing to the point that my wife, Lindsay, was embarrassed and told me like we're not we're not alone. Quiet, like too much. And all it was was toddlers and dogs just like falling off falling on things like not to the point where they got really hurt but just no. like ridiculous falls and accidents and i was like i had tears in my eyes
0: so good it's so good yeah
1: and then and then i'll and then i'll watch some brilliant stand-up piece and have a reaction of like that no, was good that's good really was smart, smart. It
0: loved it, it smart yeah. it's
1: good no, that's it it clever
0: mm. <laughs> yeah. wow. i'm, la- I'm <laughs> laughed out from that toddler who uh, uh took a laundry basket down
1: uh, exactly
0: I, yeah <laughs> So I always ask people on the show, do you, like, do you get asked, I feel like you, you kind of, you made your own road in a very cool way. That's what I think is is one thing that's really awesome. You really have, um, without being too beholden to, um, to let's just say like fans that might, I don't know if you have a Patreon or whatever, but like sometimes there are people that are so divisive that if they do anything, if they do like a movie or something like that, the movie gets. They, they, they'll. These guys will flood the message boards and You know, so it's just like, wait, right. why do I have this kind of fans? Um, nice. But like you, you know, I've I've had people go like, oh, you know, Dan Cummins, I love that guy. You know, like these are all. Oh, that's people. nice. Yeah, and and and. But do so? Do you? That said, long long uh, way to of, to ask. But do you get asked advice? I ask everybody on the show.
1: Yeah, yeah, okay. and, and you know. Try to give the the best advice we can. Just advice about like how did you, like entrepreneurial advice now now that this stuff oh. is the podcast we've done have kind of worked. You know, we get a lot oh. of people uh, small business kind of not like you know like hey how do I sell more pizza slices like I don't fucking know but like right. but just how, you know how do you take those steps to yes. you know how do you market those kind of things and definitely yeah. definitely like how do you podcast you know how do you get into stand up and then and then before stand up it was very brief. But I did, between college and stand-up, worked at a, at a residential treatment center, and I oh. technically was a counselor. So All for, right. it, I, did, I only had a bachelor's degree, so it wasn't like this crazy thing, but it was, it was um, family mediation. It was essentially teens oh. run away, they get picked up, they get brought to the treatment center, family has to come in for mandated by the state x number of sessions before going back into the home and, right. and essentially it was a very focused kind of counseling where it was just uh find out what's going on communication wise in the household what people are angry about and just trying to teach families like better communication tools i guess cool. to yeah reduce the conflict yeah oh my god okay well
0: then you're 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 a perfect guest <laughs> this is awesome <laughs> um all right i haven't heard any of the calls i never do okay so it's just renee yeah. is, is the only one so, uh, if you're ready we'll we'll roll the first call
1: yeah and, and before we the the last I just listened to the episode, oh, and I feel i things will not stick in my brain. The guy who wrote the history of standup comedy you Wayne just was a right he was yes, Wayne Fetterman, thank you hmm. um I was blown away with the two your both of your knowledge of stand up comedy oh right, that was very that was very impressive uh, Thanks, so man. i just i wanted to say that i'm like man you you are a student of the game that was cool to like hear you guys riff about early stand-up years and whenever he brought up carson whatever it was you were like actually (laughs) yeah it was cool
0: because it not only because we do it but because uh i just love i love weird useless knowledge i love weird you know like yeah me too me too there's a there's a story where like uh, uh, Groucho Marx was on a plane and like the thing this this guy was talking about like Groucho Marx never cursed at anyone and he just he just was like huh. a very genteel nice guy and yeah. but, like never he you'd never see him flip out on anyone and huh. um and any like ever and uh, uh like I love this as a as a, a person who likes weird history and a person who uh who <laughs> loves comedy he was on a plane yeah. for something yeah. like they were grounded for something like 6 hours. Something insane. And the plane finally took off and they went yeah. and landed. This is when he was old. And they, they okay. get off they get off the plane and everyone in the plane is just fried like I just want to go home. And there's an old lady and she sees him and she goes, "Are you Groucho Marx?" And he goes, "Well, yes, I am." And she goes, "Well, you weren't funny on the plane." And he goes, "Go fuck you." <laughs> and I love that story. <laughs>
2: i love that story because it's just like
0: you can't you know you can't expect everything you had like what well, entertain me what do oh i my know my god from? you know yeah so it's like but i would want to know that story even if i wasn't a comedian but i relate to that story as a comedian
1: yeah my, my wife prefaces people now she, she's she goes like like when people are excited to meet me yeah. she's like little heads up not funny <laughs> like she, she's like not gonna be because like i'm more sullen at home i'm not sullen i don't want to be, but I, i'm uh w- like when her and i are out she tends to carry the conversation more than i sure. do if, if, if we get into like a conversation of something like uh obscure and weird that i have knowledge of i'll jump in and maybe get excited yeah, yeah, but, yeah. but i'm not like yeah probably like you it's like i'm definitely not the clown i'm definitely not you're like, not on let's, let's not sure. come on let's let's go uh-uh. yeah that's the worst that's the worst. And that's I never was. Just... I never was when I was younger. Yeah. I never had that. I was never, I was never the funniest. Mm. I was never the kid in class, even in a small class, making the most people laugh. Okay. I just, I had, a I had a weird sense of humor that would make my friends laugh. Uh-huh. But yeah, that is, that is such a misconception about comics in general. Like, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, most, most of my favorite comics that I've met, like, yeah, conversationally, it's like, no, they're just normal people that, they're more curious, they're more passionate maybe about certain things. Sure, More yeah. intense in certain conversational ways, but not like funny guy at the office. <laughs> hey, they're not, hey, no, yeah. Yeah.
0: They're not gonna put on a show. Yeah, <laughs> no. exactly. Okay, so let's roll the first call.
2: Yes. Yes. <sighs> okay, um, my name's Alex, and I'm probably making a mistake. Um, no. You both are comedians. I've been told... No, I'm just kidding. Be fans of both of you. Um. See, I'm nervous on a call. That's the issue. Okay, so... Sorry. Um. <laughs> okay, man. I want to do stand-up. I don't know if I want to do it for a career, but I know I want to at least do it just to do it for the hell of it, for the fun of it, because I love comedy. And because I... I know, and I do love doing it, but, um, not every show, but every now and then, I do get like crippling stage fright, like, like, like hands will shake, legs will shake, voice will shake. Sure. And, I, I know it's supposed to go eventually right, but like, is there anything I can do now to make it easier? Um, just get just just being on stage because there's some nights where I want to go out and get on stage and then I'll chicken out not all nights but then I'll, I'll chicken out sometimes because I'm like nope I could feel the stage fright coming tonight mm-hmm. yeah sorry okay so my name's Alex I live in uh, uh Phoenix Arizona um I'm doing stand-up comedy I want to do it I want to get better um, even if it's not gonna be my career and I'm just gonna end up running a business or whatever, I, like, it's something I would still wanna do on the side, like, it's a hobby for me, like, the way people play video games. Like, my dream isn't to be a stand up comedian, my dream is to own a comedy club. And also, tips for that, like, cause obviously you want a comedy <laughs> club to treat comedians will all be able to pick a comedian so that you have a good club because a good club is a good club with good comedians. Or at, at least that's what I think. I don't know. Um, like, like imagine the comedy store, but more like the comedy seller in terms of looks. Yeah. Not in New York. Right. Except better is what I'm trying to do. So you can see how I might need a Got little it. help. Um, <laughs> Yeah, oh. that's all cool. Okay, that's, that's okay. Thank you. What am I doing?
0: Okay, bye bye. Thanks, man. Hey, wait, it way to keep going. Holy, shit. <laughs> that's the longest probably call we've ever gotten. That's that. Uh, was, oh man, what a that, yeah, a kid. Oh, so Jeez. young,
1: a- Alex. Alex, oh, so young. I, I will just say that yeah. I don't know any comic um Who's really kind of done comedy on any levels of, uh, of success? Who's ever had stage fright? So just probably not gonna. Yeah, probably I would give up, out. man.
0: It's never happened. Yeah, I've time.
1: I've never been nervous. I've never sh- shaken. I've never thought I should run away from the comedy club. You know, you
0: know? I could get on stage at Radio City Music Hall and go to sleep on on that shit. I you, right. I, I just not, <laughs> never.
1: <laughs> yeah, dude. Gets, everybody gets yeah. Everybody
0: gets it. I still, if it's a big enough room, I still get it. But like, it's.
1: Yeah, it's, yeah. And i remember that
0: feeling i remember that feeling as a kid first time i do plays mm-hmm. and stuff i was lucky enough to be doing other live stuff before i ever did stand-up so when i did stand up yeah. I, I was so in love with the freedom of not having to do some lines and memorize lines and just talk about whatever i wanted i was like oh my god this is like yeah i, I probably how people feel when they sweat when they you know like co- longtime coffee drinkers when they try cocaine to, for one of another <laughs> Now, right yeah <laughs> i needed this stuff all along <laughs> i love the 80s um but it, it, yeah it, it's it dude it's so natural and i think you, mm-hmm. if, you, if you do get the the shakes like that that's when you should go because yes, uh, uh you, you just kind of have to work them away and, and not let them kind of get to you too much and i mean i think that's why that's why sometimes people hold on to the to the mic stand it's all right or, or lean yeah. on the sit down sit on the stool mark
1: maron does yeah. it. it doesn't matter yeah. So, I've, yeah i've never i've never gotten over that i've never like i still it just hits you know from time to time but no matter how long i've done it yep. now over like you know 20 years a little bit it's like i still get every once in a while out of nowhere i will get insanely nervous and anxious sure. for a show yep. and uh i heard somebody told me once that it's a sign that you care and then it's a good thing. It's like, um, you know, get getting amped up. Your body's excited. Uh, you're you're worried is a good thing because you're you care so much. You want it to go well. So that's maybe kind of embrace it mm-hmm. while simultaneously. Um, God, this is from this book I love called Big Magic. Uh, Elizabeth Gilbert She wrote this great book on the creative process. OK. And she's like basically basically like approach it. And I think this, she was talking about writing, but I think this applies for standard performance this weird duality, the simultaneously where you have to treat it like it's the most important thing you've ever done that anyone's ever done. It's the you know, most important thing ever, while also simultaneously not being important at all in the big scheme of things. And so for like a show, if you can, you know, when you're feeling these nerves, Alex, it's like, just remember that not in a bad way, but at the end of the day, it doesn't actually matter if you yeah. don't do well that one show. Yeah. Like in the big scheme of like, no one's going to like, you know, like we were talking earlier about my paranoia about like, oh, now they're going to hate me. It's like, they're going to leave that show. They're, they're not gonna, they're not going to care that you bombed. They're not going to, they're not going to hate you. They're not going to want to track you down later. Be like, there's that guy who sucks. I, he wasted my life. Like that's not going to nah. happen. So don't put that no, pressure yeah. on it's
0: yourself. Doing a short set, the thing I find is it, the the, yeah. the great thing about comedy is you just you don't really remember the people who bombed, and right, and it's, and it's just because your your brain's kind of like, well, that was that was an awkward thing. Yeah. I'd rather forget. But you, the thing right. that sticks out is like, oh my god, that one joke by that one person was so great, and you aim for that. But it's not a fucking either or. It's not a yep you either do well or people just hate your guts and or laugh, yep. laugh at you in the car.
1: What a right. jerk. Right, like, and remember that everybody bombs. Everybody yeah. bombs. Like the, the right. comics that you love and admire, they bomb. I promise you they bomb. I, I, they bomb. One of the best bomb sets I ever saw was just, just for my own insecure ego, was I opened up for Brian Regan for a little while on some shows. Oh, yeah. He is the coolest guy, he is so yeah. funny. He's such a great yeah. guy. Best. and such a good comic and, and i we were in seattle and he was at i think it was like the moore theater some like 2000 3000 seat theater yeah. you know standing ovation he murdered of course he does he, he kills then we go to the seattle the comedy underground
2: and there was yeah, like yeah.
1: A, a, a late night show and it was i don't know 50 75 drunken tired people scattered around that fucking shitty basement and and he and he does a guest set and eats a dick for nope. 7 minutes doing the same thing that just got him a standing ovation. And I'm like, that's comedy, that's stand-up. And that's so, stand-up. you know, for Alex, for Alex, you know, it's like, yeah, man, you're going to bomb. And yeah. so has every other comic and it's okay.
0: Yeah. And uh, finally, you, you you don't believe me now, but you don't want to own a comedy club. You
1: don't.
0: <laughs> you don't. <laughs> I, I, know, I know people that do, it is a hard fucking road, dude. And uh, anyway, yeah. you know, Uh, It's look. It it can be done, but I think you need to intern with some of these guys. And by intern, just hang out, stay out of their way, and uh, right watch if if they'll let you. You know, if you're old enough to be around, uh, like uh, legally, you're old enough to be in places that sell alcohol, and you can just hang out. Yeah. No, and they'll let you back into the 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 room with the 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 stacks of figures and how much money you owe and uh, a spreadsheet of staff and to say nothing of offers to comedians that might or right. might not get in. And I mean, once once I found out how much some comedians, how much most comedians make, okay, sure. Yeah, um, sure. Uh, which is not insane, but how much some make, even at your yeah. just whatever clubs, Yeah. Oh, holy shit. I had a friend who okay. tried to be a booker for a while and he was like, hey, do you think so-and-so would, I won't say who it was, but he's a friend sure. of mine. Would come and I'm like, well, he's gonna want, and I told him how much, and he went, "Oh, fuck you!" And I was like, <laughs> "I, you don't really know the business, man. I don't know what to yeah, tell you. Nah. You're out there in Cleveland, and I love you, but you right? know, uh, uh, and now, not that that matters. You know, there, there are people who tour and make as much oh, money sure, as yeah. anybody, and and they live in Cleveland, but like, yeah. That that said, I probably wouldn't have known how much those guys. Who might yeah. or might not live in Cleveland that go on the road, make if I hadn't yeah. been in LA and New York and Chicago, you know? So,
1: and, and if you're running a comedy club, I look like, like all the comedy egos you have to deal with, that's one thing. But really, what you're doing is selling chicken tenders and nachos yep. and drinks and drinks and, deal, and dealing with um, a const, constant turnover amongst yeah. the wait staff and the bar staff. It's like, you know, loving comedy is such a small piece of that puzzle. And honestly, like, there a lot of the club owners that I've met that are pretty successful at keeping clubs a lot, alive for a long time don't seem to really give a shit about comedy. They're good with numbers. They, good. They, they know what their audience likes. And they're good with the nuts and bolts of business administration.
0: And they have their favorites. But at the same time, yeah. they'll, they'll, they will they'll book that YouTuber that gets asses in seats. Oh, yeah. Yeah good and they should right. you
2: know
1: keep their so. business you know the, the one club if you ever wanted to go alex i think keith stubbs who runs wise guys in salt lake city does oh, yeah. such a phenomenal job and yeah, he's, he's somebody who was a really funny comic yeah. uh i don't i, I say was because i just don't know if he's still doing corporate shows but just a funny dude l- yeah loves stand-up was good at stand-up and treats comics well treats his staff well and has been very successful in a tough market uh, yeah. it was tough for him to, to initially build a stand-up scene there so he, I mean, he's he the made, guy
0: he made that scene there you know yep he sure did oh. yeah yeah oh man
1: i gotta get back i, lo- I love those wise guys clubs so good. Oh, me too oh. me too i love i love seeing a good speaking of like like a good family guy keith is a great family yeah, man yeah. and just as just uh he's I got a lot of respect for him
0: yeah absolutely
1: all right, dude. Well, I uh, hope that helps. And, uh, next time you don't need to, um, uh, do a,
0: an audio book when you call. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Word economy. One oh, thing best. to stand up about word uh,
1: economy. economy. <laughs> <Well, laughs>
0: yeah. The best to you, man. Good luck. Uh, all right. Caller number two.
2: Hi, Matt. My name's Carly. I'm from upstate new york and uh this is not the reason i'm calling you but i think i just heard a bunch of bats screeching i love bats they're cool but um i'm asking advice because i'm bi and uh i'm 29 years old i'm a woman i'm married to a man Been 10 for 10 years and uh just came out as bi to him and my mom and one other person and part of me wants to like come out to everyone but other part of me is like don't because you're married to a man and i don't know anyway don't know why i called you have a great day <laughs> bye <laughs> wow
0: <laughs> thanks carly that's so cool uh congratulations on coming out and um yeah. you know i mean you definitely uh, you're talking to the the right people. Two straight. <laughs> <words>. um, <laughs> no, yeah, I no I I appreciate you, but it's it's I I will I will say this. I'll just real quick say, it it, it is up to you who you want to tell. I don't think there's a yeah. should. Um, I, I think it's I, I think it, it's, you know the, the the there there might be people who say you should tell as many people as possible for the sake of the community. But I do think that I think they would agree. It comes down to your your level of comfort. So yeah, right now you told your mom. That's the biggest thing. Told your husband. Mm-hmm. That's the mm-hmm. second thing. And then, you know, um, go from there. Go from there. Right. What do you what do you what do you think, dude?
1: I, I think yeah. I agree with like like you know you get to choose who to tell. And as far as I mean, there's going to be I would I would imagine you know marital implications if you're coming out as bi ten years into a relationship you may want to experience things that your you know male partner literally mm-hmm. cannot provide for you because you're you know attracted to multiple you well, know I, yeah i also think it you know it's
0: maybe it's she, she might feel a little guilty cuz he never oh, knew oh okay
1: you know what i mean right right thing.
0: and so yeah just but you know i i that's between them she didn't yeah, say anything exactly. about that so you know maybe true, he, true true
1: true but Maybe yeah, talking out confronted
0: and was like, "Can I change a channel? You know, and watch this other thing?" Like, <laughs> right, you know, are like, right. you know, do, do are what there if, any more if, French fries? You know, whatever.
1: But like. I, I think about with things like this. If you're worried about you know judgment or whatever, I mean, um, those are people. If it's me, uh, you know, projecting here. If I'm coming out. And this is who I am. And I am, you know, so proud of myself for finally, you know, uh, maybe realizing this or announcing it or whatever, anybody who's going to be upset by that truly upset. Like if you were to tell them, is that somebody you really want in your life? You know, if they're so, you know, bigoted or ignorant in some ways, you know, and, and also understand that, you know, they might go away for a while, but they might come back later as they evolve. And, um, you know, and and then and then if there is any kind of relationship implications, again possibly projecting, I always think about like we're told that things have to be a certain way, you know, in our culture. Whatever, but uh-huh. but it's all made up. We make all of this up. Yeah. All of our relationships, our currency, everything is. We're just fucking monkeys making up all these rules. Totally. And you get to make up your own rules, you uh-huh. know. And you get to you get to have the relationship between you and your husband. If you guys come up with something that, that you know. Uh, works for you differently down the road. Great if you don't. If you're cool with the way it is right now, but you just wanted to know that you're attracted, but don't want to act on it. Cool. Like there's just there's so many different ways you can go in life. And uh, and at the end of the day, if like in the, in a relationship, if you and your partner are good with it, that's really all that matters. You yeah. Know, if you, yeah. And mm-hmm. you and you'll and you'll and if you weed out some people, you'll replace them with better people. You'll replace yeah. them with people who accept you like like they should.
0: Yeah, I mean, if you if you want to get brave, tell some people you think won't be okay with it. <laughs> you know, but yeah, like, it's really up to you. It's really whatever you want to do. It's it's tell no one, tell everyone, tell, and, tell and what only, a weird, yeah. only the mailman. Whatever you know. Yeah, whatever.
1: And what a weird thing for people to get upset about. Like how strange in our culture that someone should even have to uh, worry over yeah. letting other people know that they're bi or having that come out in some way. It's like. I've, it's such an odd thing for anyone to get mad at, you know? It's like, how dare your, you know, sexual organs start to get tingly by the right. sight of something that affects my life in no way whatsoever. It's just, or, yeah, even being like, I don't
0: like your preference. Like, what the then why would what? I, why would I care? Exactly. You deal with that. You deal with that. That's not for me to deal with. That's for oh. you to deal with about, and it's sadly about me, but like, I, I don't right. know what I can tell you. Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to change to make you feel better. Sorry. Right.
1: Yeah. So, tell tell anyone you want, and if they uh, and if they don't like it, then fuck them. Fuck them.
0: Uh, all right. Ready for our final call? Yeah. All right. Here we go. Third call. Last call. Uh, hit it. Matt Dan, my name is Adam. I'm from Indiana, and my question is: With COVID cases decreasing and summer's starting to warm up uh and more social events coming back what do you think the odds are that you uh matt will defend your title as shovel fighting champion thanks <laughs> I that. <laughs> shovel a long time ago man i'm not going back it's not it's a young man's game <laughs> don't you understand i was i was in my my mid-30s such a young man um (laughs) that's funny dude thank you so I love I love ones like that that just catch me completely off guard yeah well let's get into this do you get people that reference like really old bits of yours or oh yeah specific bits of yours like in in public
1: yeah 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 it's uh well now I get it from the the podcast we get references in public but also stand up uh the main one is I did this bit about being an idiot in college and, uh, attacking the dishwasher in my school yes. in a weird way. And so, yeah, I'll get like, here come the spoons, motherfucker. Just like out of nowhere, you know, which, <laughs> which I love because it's such a random reference that I love yeah. imagining what people who are just around, like, what the hell is going on? Like, why are they yeah. yelling that?" Yeah, yeah. Shovel fighter. I mean, yeah. what a weird thing. Like so weird. with a shovel. That was yeah. just a
0: joke I had about how people would be like, what people called the toughest job to me was never the toughest job. Like our job, like wow, that's yeah, being a standup, that's the hardest job. It's like I work an hour a day. Right. That's not the toughest job. What? And like what? I was like, what would be the worst, toughest, or worst job? Oh, if you had to fight someone to death in a pit with a, and you both had shovels. Right. And right. This, you know, idiot thinking, and I was just like, you know, so I was like, oh, I'll just pretend to be that. I'll say that was my job. Yeah. Um, but uh, the the one that i've gotten is when it's weird like that is is uh, uh my fuck you peaches bit where i i won i won bingo and i was uh wasted and i was wearing a peaches records t-shirt and someone in the bar yelled i yelled bingo and i got up and she goes fuck you peaches and i forgot i had the shirt on yeah like, yeah why, why am i peaches and um <laughs> i i was in an ikea and we we, there's a show I was on called Ikea Heights where we filmed illegally in, in Ikea. We filmed yeah. a, 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 a sitcom crime drama in an Ikea using their furniture. That's awesome. And I was like a detective and I'd sit at a desk with a phone we brought in and was like, all right, you get him, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. And like, I'm sitting there with the phone and they're, this guy's surreptitiously filming me. And this guy from clear across the Ikea showroom was like, hey, fuck you, peaches.
1: <laughs> and like all these people <laughs> in between us are like, what? What? Huh? that guy's name is Peach. <laughs> my, my favorite, it wasn't for me, but it was something I gave to somebody else on, uh, on Time Suck a while back. I would call the producer. I don't even, I honestly don't remember why I started doing this. It's probably just horrible. But somehow he became, for a little while, Joe micropeen Paisley. Like somehow I labeled him as having a micropene. And we. I finally stopped doing it because he would have, he'd be out with his kids. Oh. And and somebody in front of it would be like Michael Pien! like like they would just
2: yell that, and oh, then the, the kids are like,
1: "Daddy, why are they saying micropeen?" Ah, well.
0: No, <laughs> oh, it killed like,
1: me. That's like the
0: Dave Chappelle thing where he was like at yes. Disneyland with his kid, and people were like, yeah. "Rick James, bitch, right. James, bitch." He's like, "Can you not call me a bitch in front of my kids? Man, you're not thinking this through." <laughs> right. Oh my God. It's yes. So, it's so aggressive to yell yes. that in someone's face. It's so terrible. Right. <laughs> Well, that's that's the, this this app, man. You were fantastic. Is there anything you want to talk while you're on here?
1: Yeah, just, you know, uh, people uh, want, like, we talked about random information and random trivia. That's what Time Suck is. So if, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. if you like like learn about, you know, cults, true crime, uh, random historical figures, historical events. There's over 200 topics now. That's Time Suck. And then I like it. horror randomly. It has nothing to do with comedy at all. I love, I was a Stephen King junkie as a kid. I yeah. love horror movies and, and I do you one do. with my wife called Scared to Death which is just campfire horror tales supposedly true paranormal oh. encounters.
0: Yeah see and I know time, time Suck I've listened to a lot of them they're great. That's I, nice, I haven't gotten into Scared to Death that's so up my alley I gotta check that out.
1: You know it, it's, be, it's made me less of a skeptic where I went in where my wife was more of a believer I would tell the stories to her see if I could scare her you know just tell a scary story but I was like ah, I bet people are making a lot of these up I was very on the fence. And after doing a bunch of those episodes, there are just some of them were with with the witnesses and things. I'm like, I don't know how to rationalize this away. This might crazy. Okay. Chicago. Well, you were in Chicago starting out. There is a story from Chicago. There is this. um, Oh, my God. And now I'm um, blanking, of course, on her name. Oh, anyway, this lady from the Philippines, she moved to Chicago. She she ends up working at a hospital there. And, oh, Teresita. Teresita is her first name and her last name, Bassa. Teresita Bassa, if Cut. you look it up. It okay. is the craziest story in a nutshell. What happens is she gets murdered. Terrible, obviously. Police have no clues to go on other than they have this uh, little note they found with, like, these two initials. And I believe it was A-S. These two initials. They can't find anything. They're, all the leads run dead. They really don't have any leads. And then months after she passes away, they get a, a phone call and this doctor from this other nearby town has called uh, a, another precinct. That precinct calls them and says, this is crazy, but I think I have information regarding to that re- pertaining to that case. Anyway, he says that his wife spoke to him in like a trance state, like uh, like basically, and all of a sudden spoke as if she was Teresita Vasa. But what's crazy is this lady had met her. She was also a nurse. They weren't friends, didn't know, weren't like all hanging out with the same people. This lady uh, told her husband, who then told the police, crime details that not even the police knew details that would become important like gave him phone numbers names of witnesses jewelry that was stolen they didn't even know was stolen anyway this lady supposedly this ghost possesses this lady and through that lady solves her own murder case like with all the information they came in they got the guy and he went to prison but like there was he would have totally gotten away if it had not been for this person sharing these weird details and i'm like how could they have known that that's how could wild. they have, it's a fucking wild story so, oh, so that's that been up. fun it's awesome. fun and then and then and then i do is we done with my uh friend joe and that's our just improv comedy nice just being being idiots escapism it's just it's just fun it's that's not great. we're not yeah it's just a fun uh uh way to lose an hour
0: very cool man well, this is great, man. I hope you had a good time. You're really uh, uh, hilarious and, and helpful, which is always the the, the, the <laughs> two parts we always need.
1: Oh, uh, thanks, know. man. I'm, and I'm a big fan. I'm uh, I'm excited yeah, to dude. see what you're going to do next. And are you are you touring uh, again now or about yeah. to tour more heavily? Uh,
0: yeah, I'm going to start in. Uh, um, I mean, I have a I have a one off tomorrow in Brea, but um, okay. I, I, I I start start end of August. Like, oh, hopefully. okay,
1: August is when I get back too. And I'm nice. I'm nervous because I have not been on stage. I just uh I I just took a big break, but but I'm excited to see what you come up with, man. On your, Thanks, on your man. next tour, I, it's I, always I, fun, I, imaginative
0: stuff. Oh, I appreciate it, man. You too, you too. Yeah. So I guess I'll I'll see you out there, and hopefully our our paths will cross. We should we should compare uh, notes where we're going to where. You know what I mean? To so be cool. Uh, yeah. Grab a. And, and I, cup of coffee yes. and a piece of pie along the way man you know
1: yeah, i would love it and if you ever have anything like you know next special or whatever please please hit me up i, I left you my cell in that last like dm i'm terrible about dms okay but if you, but if you text me hey, yeah yeah, um, I, I will man, plug whatever i mean so happy oh, to. Well, thanks so yeah. much man so cool yeah uh-huh. yeah cool well, Matt thanks, is a man. funny funny guy he's had for a long time <laughs> i first saw you at the aspen comedy festival uh, years ago, and I still think of this bit you did there where you were, something about uh, porn, about creepy guys in porn looking into the camera. Oh, and then, God, and then like weirding you out. And that has stuck with me for over 10 years.
0: That I did that bit to to call it all back at Wise Guys the first time I played there. And I didn't play that club for years because I think that night, like a couple, a couple people laughed really hard. The rest of the <laughs> Uh, Church of Latter Day Saints,
1: shall we say? Yeah, it used to be I way more it. conservative audience. Yeah, I, I, yes. I,
0: I remember. kind of taking a left and being like, being like, okay, you weren't, weren't too into that one. That's I was, but I was saying you weren't too into that one. That's okay. There's also, and I was just like, you know, sliding Hilarious. just a keto. But was, yes. you weren't too into that one. This woman went, no, we were not. Like in the middle <laughs> of, oh, I,
1: and you, and I, you know, cause you, oh,
0: I've, I've established that, ma'am, I'm not. Uh, Asking, you see, uh, uh it was you so play gross.
1: that club again now, and I, and I know that you know the yeah. audience has changed, but early on, yes, that club was so conservative because he had to cut well, now. I, they found I the used to the the
0: yell and curse a lot more, and I had a lot more blue material. Oh, I don't but you, do,
1: but you can do whatever now. Stuff now, oh, you you, know? you can do whatever there now. But I remember early on, that club would uh, it was all ages for a brief period of time. Wow, and I remember getting weird, weirded out. There was a lady just like in the third, just holding a baby. And I'm like, that is really not what I was expecting. In a- no, and, and in if a I go to a, club. a comedy club, even if it's all
0: ages, I'm going to be like, no, you can't bring it. What if it starts crying? I feel bad. <laughs> Am I laughing too loud? Am I scaring this baby?
1: Can't oh. do that.
0: Well, good times. Thanks again, Dan. Thanks,
1: thanks it, man. Matt.
0: All right, brother. Man, good times. That guy's the best. Uh, if you need any advice, you just want to call and share something, call 323-763-0228. Again, and thanks. This Might Help with Matt Bronger was created and hosted by me, Matt Bronger. Produced by Outer Circle Media. Executive Producers Matt Kleinschmidt and Robert Kelly for the Laugh Button Podcasts.